Welcome to this week's album, a book club but with music. And on today's episode, we will be discussing Salt for Salt by Brownwood. Welcome to this week's album. My name is Greg, and with me here today is Piggy and Jake. I guess. Howdy, y'all. I got- Welcome everybody. So we're here to discuss this week's album, which was chosen by Jake. It was Salt for Salt by Brownboard. The reason we're li- we were listening to that this week was it connected back to last week's album, which was Piggy. You picked it. I'm gonna say <laughs> it was. It wasn't Tupac. I tell you that much. No, no it wasn't. It was a band. It was a man and a woman. <laughs> We're getting warmer. An angelic voice. Yes. Well, get it. Oh, I can't even get. I couldn't even guess the names. Honestly, (laughs) God, I have no idea. Pass. Bart and Holland. Bart and Hollander. Hollow by the Civil Wars. So, anyways, Jake, how did this album connect with Bart and Hollow by the Civil Wars? All right, so I can get a little more in depth with you guys this time, um, which I couldn't before. It seemed very, very shallow, and it is. This connects very simply. This is a folk album. This is a man and a woman. This album came out in 2011. Like uh, Iron Apple said in chat here, this album has an instrumental track as its middle song. Both of them do. This album, um, let me just pull my notes over here for a second. This album's also about loss and the impending thought that loss is coming. While Barton Hollow was very much about breakups and emotional strain, what I didn't tell you guys last week was that when David Lamb was writing this album, he had already been diagnosed with leukemia. I was going to ask that question, Jake, from listening to it. I was like, did he know he was going to die? Because you can kind of get that eerie kind of sense to it. Yep, this is the first of five albums where he knew what was going to happen. Um, he was fighting it still at this point. He wasn't 100% sure that he was going to die, but you can hear the frustration, the anger, the questioning of why, and the coming to terms with the fact that loss is coming. I'm so sorry, Jake. <laughs> you just <laughs> muted me. I have no idea where. In the middle of what I was saying. <laughs> I went to be myself and then I was like oh I was like oh shit and then I was like asked to unmute I was like oh shit oh shit so I just I just took a, a good sup of me drink so we'd like to start that again Jake <laughs> I have no idea where I was it's about loss guys look it, everybody experiences loss and grief in different ways and there's all kinds of loss and grief and while Civil Wars was a it wasn't a breakup album that's not a fair way to put Barton Hollow but it was very much about relationship divides as where this is more of him coming to terms with the possibility that his life might be ending and he might be losing literally everything. And I, by the way, sorry, I, I know everything you said there was very meaningful and stuff, Jake, but I couldn't <laughs> stop myself from pissing myself laughing there. Piggy. <laughs> I just delighted I didn't have a camera up because Greg every time you I look at it you laugh and I was like oh fuck don't laugh don't laugh don't laugh Jake, Jake's spilling the man's heart there God rest his soul Jake's yeah. having a little word and I'm like don't laugh don't laugh don't laugh don't forget guys we're not professionals this is yeah. episode well, 11 two people are professionals <laughs> big daddy's a professional clearly but come here so I actually didn't know he was dying when I was listening to the album for the first time then, when I kind of started to join the dots to, to a few, okay, I'll explain that in a minute. But um, yeah, no, okay, okay, sorry. Just thinking about what you were saying there, I was, like I said, just recomposing myself. Apologies, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so, Piggy, how did you feel about it? I'm going to ask you now while I'm thinking about what I wanted to say. That's professional. <laughs> I know I definitely got the sense of I was going to ask that question I definitely got the sense that he knew his time was short or he wasn't going to have a life that like most people assume they're going to have like because again what I looked at through YouTube saw videos of him looked very young so like obviously not nearly at the age where do you expect someone to go and even through his music no. I could tell like the horton kind of I just don't know if that was a style at the start but you can like his voice was just so like 
he was like in agony when he was singing like that kind of way, like in his lyrics and stuff. I, like I, I now I didn't like the album as much. Like it definitely wasn't for me, but uh, I could tell like he was hurt, and I could tell you straight away. I could tell like he knew like his time was short, basically. Yeah, he's right. getting a lot so, of emotions off his chest. Yeah, he's kind of given everything like in the album. Like he's leaving nothing to the imagination for me. Like I was like straight away, I was like, oh, I know exactly what he's trying to get out of this. Like. Okay, I think you had a completely different experience to me because you knew the context behind this album. Listen to it, right? Mm-hmm. Me or Piggy? No, Piggy. Me. Um, yes. Uh, yeah, no, I did. Yeah, like I, Jay told me like obviously how it ended for him, and then I done the research after that. Like, right. so I knew he yeah, was, okay. I knew he was deceased when the album was out. Like, like when I listened to it, and then I just kind of looked up more stuff like for. Okay. Like I, I knew absolutely nothing about the album when I was listening to it, and I think if I had have known what I knew, uh, if I had known what you knew, it probably would have affected how I listened to it. Which I'm not saying I wish I knew. It's just I didn't get what you caught there. Like I didn't catch on to the fact that he was in anger or in anguish or anything like that. You know, I didn't catch on to any of that. Um. A large part of my mindset when listening to the album was trying to like it, you know? That was a large part of my mindset. A lot of the songs like he was talking about there are talking about kind of like fighting something like where he was like talking about how hard life is and like kind of like that's what I got from it. Like, and it was kind of like you could tell like he was struggling like at that stage like when he was writing this album. Yeah. I, I, mean, I honestly thought he was dead and then this album was like a What's it called when you have an album after you die, Promortuous or something? Postmortem. Yeah, yeah, that's how it's that kind of an album. See, and the funny thing is, is you didn't have the first song, and what you say hits a nail in the head. The first words out of his mouth on this album are, I work my fingers to the bone, and not a pretty little thing do I have to show. Oh, no, I had the fourth song, Jake. I just, when I'm oh, looking up the thing, yeah, I heard the fourth song. I just couldn't see what the fourth song was called. Yeah, so- he sets a tone. Yeah, so the first few songs I really liked, and then like obviously there's an instrumental song, Jake. Cheers for that. Hated that, and then I went downhill from there for me personally. I I hear you. I didn't enjoy the instrumental myself, to be honest with you. Yeah. Which normally I do enjoy instrumentals, but I actually didn't enjoy on this one. So what did you think of the album, Greg? What did I think of it? Um, I guess I'll explain the long story, which you know me, I love a long story. Um, so you obviously told me about this album last week um, so th- the next day I went onto Spotify to try to listen to it and over here in Ireland this album wasn't on Spotify after that then I started googling it trying to find where to listen to the album apparently it was on Teaser so I downloaded Teaser it is not on Teaser <laughs> um, after that I went to go to listen to it on YouTube but then you let me know that it didn't have all the songs on YouTube so then I was like fuck where do I go now so one of the things that came to my mind was Bandcamp. So I was like, do you know what, actually, let me try Bandcamp. So I went on to Bandcamp, found the album. I was like, nice. And one of the cool things about Bandcamp is some artists will allow you to listen to an album for free and then choose to pay him what you want for the album. So I was hoping that I'd be able to do that with it. Um, but it wasn't. It was only giving me the option of buying the album for like 15 euro. And I was like, oh, fuck, do I really want to buy this album for 15 euro? And then I was kind of like, well, Jake mentioned last week that there was only like 200,000 listeners or whatever. So I was like, I wouldn't hurt to give them my money, you know? So I was like, right, I'm going to buy it. So I went to buy it and then I had to log into Bandcamp and I was like, all right, okay. So I logged into Bandcamp and then it was letting me listen to the album without buying it. And I was like, oh, what's happening here? So I started checking to see why I was able to listen to it. Like, because before I listened to the album, I wanted to make sure it wasn't going to be a case that it would let me listen to 30 seconds of each song, you know? Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, so I wanted to make sure that I was able to sit down, relax, and listen to the whole album. Long story short, it's never a long story short for me. Uh, but to cut, <laughs> to, the, to cut to the chase, it turns out I actually bought that album on Bandcamp um, in 2012, I think it was. Um Yep. Yeah, yeah, 2012, I actually bought that album. And to me, I was so fascinated by that. Like, I, I told, I got so excited and I couldn't keep my mouth shut and I had to tell you about it, right? But then I told Sam, and I was like, Sam, Sam, you wouldn't believe it. And I told her the whole story I just said there. And she was like, okay. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. what do you mean, okay? I was like, that's mental. And she was like, 
uh, all right, if you insist. Like, and I was like, oh my god. But a large part of me, for me, why it was so mental is because I have only really purchased about four albums on Bandcamp, right? And when I went, when I realized I bought it, I was like, interesting. How much should I buy it for? Because what I did about eight years ago, 2012, when I was using Bandcamp at the time, I used to like buy albums for free. And if I liked the album, I would choose how much I wanted to give them, right? Right. However, my mindset at the time was like, right, I will give them a pound like for a certain album. And if I grow to like it more another week, I might buy another album and give them more money, you know? So that's how I used Bandcamp back in the day. But um, it turned out this was, I bought this album for 10 euro in 2012. And all my other albums were one euro. (laughs) So I was like, (laughs) oh, I was like, I must have loved this album. So I went in with high expectations, expecting to love this album and trying really hard to love this album. Right. I, I didn't I didn't love it. Um I enjoyed it, but I think the reason why I didn't love it is my mindset is a completely different mindset to what it was when I first heard that album. Like you said there, it's an album where it's Tim Dean with the fact that he's dying, you know. Yeah. Um obviously I can't relate to that, but I mean back then I can only imagine my head was in a darker place than it is now, you know. Yeah. So I think that's probably a large part of why I would have enjoyed it a lot back then. Again, I, I'm struggling to find out why I enjoyed it so much at the moment. Were you uh, were you living in swords back in 2012? That might explain a lot of things. Yeah, well, I was, yeah. <laughs> were so you like, really? I was, yeah. Rumor yeah. has Dude, it those, those were some wild days back then. Rumor has it that's the song he was flipping tables to. <laughs> 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 that's a little private joke. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, so like in Swords, that was when I was like, I moved location basically, a different part of Dublin, whatever, but I was a little homesick and stuff like that, and I didn't know anyone out there, you know. So it was. For me, it wasn't quite a dark time, but it wasn't my happiest of times. Tough times, you know? we'll say. Tough yeah, times, you, yeah, you weren't the happiest of people back then. That's yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't the happiest, but sure. Look, anyways, um, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed some songs off this album. Um, it's just a large part of my mindset when listening to the album was that it it was the equivalent of like watching a, a an indie movie. And when you're watching an indie movie, like I, I, I'm comparing it to a movie, but it's the same thing with indie music, right? When you're listening, when you're watching an indie movie, my mindset is like, right, I'm gonna rate this, bearing in mind it's an indie movie, not necessarily comparing it to a blockbuster Hollywood movie, you know? So sure. one indie movie might get a four out of five, yeah, like a, another blockbuster movie might get three out of five, even though it's technically, technically a better movie, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so really wanted to enjoy the album, but I struggled to enjoy it. I feel like sometimes if you go in listening to something with the desire to have yourself like it, you'll come out with a little bit of a letdown almost every time. You're going in with higher expectations and you having already heard it, it it's one of those things, kind of like the Facebook group, like we're, we're picking up suggestions for future themes, right? And some of them are, you know, albums you've been embarrassed to own in the past or albums you love from the 90s. And I have a feeling, and I love the 90s idea, but uh, when we pick these albums, I have a feeling that we're going to have some nostalgia letdown, that uh, our brains are going to want to like some of these more than we do now. But Mm. I've said it before, that's part of the beauty of music. And the beauty of doing this is as we change as people, as the times we live in change, so do how we feel about these songs. And I completely hear you there about the nostalgia letdown or whatever. I guess what I struggled with was when going into the album, I, to, to the best of my, my knowledge, I never even heard this album, you know? So yeah. it, was, it was one of those things that I was like, oh, I actually have listened to this album, but why did I enjoy the album? I couldn't figure that out. You were but, flipping um, tables. Yeah, yeah. But um, actually, so on the note of I did enjoy some songs, I think Piggy hit the nail on the head that when it got to the the instrumental, that's Kylo. where yeah, that's where it kind of lost its momentum. Yeah, it took, it took a downturn for me as well. Then. Yeah, yeah. I, I like Nothing Left. I thought it was a really good song, though. So it, it kind of brought it back a little bit there for me. Song 10. That is, a, that is a good one, yeah. Yeah, I, I really I, like that song. 
I think something that's kind of lost that you have to you have to know from a musical standpoint, a musician standpoint, is that um, the girl is a genius. Okay, her musical skills are relatively unparalleled for what she can do. Um, and Shiloh, if you know how to hear it and you know what they're doing, it sounds to a normal person just like an instrumental, like a, like they're kind of just showing off, doing their thing. But what they're doing, if you listen to it, is slowly through the song, they're changing keys and they're retuning their instruments. And then they go into the next song in a whole different key at a whole different tempo that they've shifted to through using Shiloh, which is something a lot of live bands do. You'll hear them like play the little gap songs and you'll be like, oh, this is funky, this is fun. And then they'll go into another song. Um, so you both are completely right. Shiloh is a shifting point in the album. It's they change that song. They go from very neo-American folk to sounding more Eastern European gypsy style almost. And that I see was that's... so wasted on me. Like, well, if, if, <laughs> like I've never heard that before in my life. So in my mind, I'm like, here we go again. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. It's because you're but, a dan. Oh, you listen to his rap. <laughs> But I was just going to say, but I think that's where it lost me as well, though. Like, it's because to, for me, I I can understand they wanted to change the style. Like, uh, like for example, there are some good Eastern European or, or if you want to call it gypsy bands um, yeah. out there, like Bobo Gordello or whatever they're called. Oh, they're yeah. Gogo Bordello. You had it. Gogo Bordello. They're like, they're a band that if someone played them, I would enjoy listening to them, you know? Oh, yeah. But I, Great just, band. I just felt with this, when that song came on, like, I was not ready for it and I wasn't, I just was not ready for it and I wasn't on board with it either. I was kind of like, what are you doing? I was enjoying this album, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because you really like folk music. You're 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 a folk guy. I'm learning. I guess so, but now, like Piggy said there, though, um, I think he said it was nothing left. Like there was good songs afterwards. It just ruined the momentum. That's all. Yeah, just exactly. Oh, like the song after that, Ebb and Flow, arguably was the worst song I, on the album for me. What? Oh no! What? Because the whole thing changed so much. I was like, this is garbage. Like that was the worst song for me. Was that? Because it went from so like uh, serious and so like, I kind of wanted to hear what he had to say about struggles to that, and I was like, what, what, what's this? Like, what's this got to do with anything? So they use David Lamb's writing to teach poetry to some people, and there's videos of him online going into classes and stuff and talking about uh, the song in the album Bilgewater and how it's structured and written. And I feel like, and I was having a talk with my friends over at the distillery. Uh, Patrick and Rachel about how I feel like ebb and flow is almost the most beautifully written song because it just like it ebbs and flows just like its title and he says in it you know will I leave this world unknown and he's just again he's just looking at his mortality like dead in the fucking eyes and he's thinking about his legacy and what might be left because the girl is his wife that's a big difference between civil wars and this is the civil wars had that will they won't they shit that's not the case here these people fell in love four days after they met like this is his wife going through all of this with him i knew that from reading when you gave me that little like heads up about it and then i read it and i was like that's what maybe i have a different perspective because like when i had it i was like it's almost like a, like it's a love story like in my mind I was like oh they're married it must be hard for it's just as hard for her as it is for him like he's gone like where she has to kind of deal with everything that goes See, forward for her, like... Yeah, yeah. I just want to ask, Piggy, so you didn't like that song. What did you not like about the song? It Was it the music behind yeah, it? Yeah, it was the change. Like, I thought the music was so haunted and great from the first few songs, and then, obviously, when they were tuning the guitars, like Jake said, that I didn't know. When they went to that song, I was like, like that's not the music I heard in the last five songs. Like, yeah. It was just too, right. it was too drastic for me, and I just didn't understand it. I, didn't, I don't know what gypsy music is. I just didn't like it. Yeah. Well, true. what surprised me was, I actually thought you would have loved that song. And one of the reasons I thought you would have loved that song Jake touched on there was the fact that the the poetry, I guess, behind it. And we were talking about with Tupac's album, how, like, does, mm. you can tell he's a poet as well, you know? No, like, lyrically it was great. It was the music. Like, I'm listening to this for the music. For Like, when you were talking about earlier, like, how this only had 2,000 views or 200,000 views. For me, like, every album, I don't know any of the albums I listen to. So, like, for me, like, that's not a 
a thing. I'm listening right. to like, I'm trying to listen to the music because you told me like that's what you listen to and this kind of stuff where for me, it's all lyrics. So if it was just lyrics, I probably have it with no music. I just listen to the lyrics and then I pick out lyrically, which is the best song for me. Where like lyrically, I thought that was brilliant, but the music was just so, didn't suit the song. Like the music was just so off-putting. Like I couldn't actually appreciate the lyrics. Right. Like I just look, even I, I completely get what you're saying there, right? But for me, like reading the lyrics here, it's like so powerful that I, they don't have gypsy music. I don't know what gypsy music even is. They don't have that music <laughs> over it though. Like, it was so upbeat that music. I'm like, I'm like, here we go. Like, what? are we talking are about the same that's, song? That's what I was about to ask. Are you? I thought it was, it was the media just... song after you done the instrumental, and then I was like, what music is this? Would he completely change our style? No, I'm not getting upbeat from that song. Like, it was very kind of like metronome type music to it. Like, I don't uh, know what that is either. Metronome. Metronome is the thing that sits on top of a piano and goes tick, 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 keeps a beat. You see him in movies all the time. Uh, no, if you I, saw I, a metronome, you know what a metronome I'd like to touch really quick on something that Iron Apple said in chat there, uh, because it's something I also thought, and I think, Greg, you might agree, is in a lot of the songs, it, it's like her voice is supporting his and how she's trying to support him through that time in his life. And I even have on my notes here is um, her harmonies and bass formats are the backbone of this. And not only is she emotionally supporting David Lamb, but she's took her skills and masterfully supported his musical journey until the bitter end. And it's really sad that there's an end to this because there's five albums, there's five stages of grief. We did lose him. We lost him at 36 years old. Like Piggy said earlier, way too fucking young. By the way, you could have linked this to Bob Marley because Bob Marley died at 36, Piggy, in case you didn't oh, know. But um, again, <laughs> I'm taking rap. Bob Marley's not rap to me. And, and I'll touch on this real quick because, Greg, you said something about the connections. I could have taken that really unique one with the Universal Pressing Company, picked Kendrick Lamar, and made everyone's life great. But I got to challenge Piggy a little bit, and I can't, I can't have people listening to the three rap albums out of four. Like, cause you know, if I do it, he's doing it and Bob's doing it. So we had to throw some, you know, some fun in the mix. As well, I just kind of want to switch on what you were saying there. So I caught that she was really like, like those times when I was listening to the album, I was like, I kind of forgot she was there, you know? Um, and I think kind of Burr or other Jake hit the nail on the head there. And I didn't even think of that, which is that, the way she's supporting him is like trying to support him through that type of life. I didn't even think of that. And I think that's hit the nail on the head, really. It's the big difference between the Civil Wars and this. It's that, and I warned you guys last week, this is, it was the same, but very different. It is so dark and deep comparative to, I feel like the Civil Wars skimmed that emotional surface where I feel like Brown Bird really dove, they just dove right fucking into it and said, here's what's going on. Interesting. And like, no matter what we say about this album here today, I still feel for me, listening to it, it sounds very, I hate to say it, but it sounds very mediocre. But when I take all of that into context, I'm like, I kind of feel bad for saying that, you know? Yeah. You can't choose an album like on who's dead and who's alive. Like, it's your opinion, like at the end of the day, like, like I liked, I like I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a bit, like I love I love real like albums like that. I like real like haunting lyrics and kind of I love people talking about that in albums like where that like like lyrically wise I thought this was really good. Just the music for me, I just didn't like it. I just I don't know. I, I wanted more pianos or more kind of haunting music more than kind of just like I don't know. I wanted to start playing guitars or whatever in this. Yeah, I like, feel for me music, like you were saying like. I already know coming out of this podcast today that this is going to be the first album that I actually listened to after the week has passed because every other week I didn't go back to the album um, but now I'm so curious and really want to go back and listen to it knowing what I know now I've went back to all but one really? was it Tupac? no it was Beyonce what the fuck do you think? <laughs> <laughs> like, come on now how many times did you listen to this album this week Greg? this might be the one time I beat you I'd say I've listened to it four times this week. Jesus Christ. 13. Jesus. Whoa. One, 40 minutes ago. 
I listened to it. I listened to it twice today before the podcast. I listened to it once today. I was gonna I go. I pe- went. Yeah, I was gonna go on a yeah. run, Jake. Right, and I, I like, I started me run, and I got like two, three songs. And I, like, this is not running music because I was like trying to hear what he was saying. I was like, is he, is he saying he's dying? And I'm just jogging. I was like, what's going on here? So I had to stop it and go to a bit more upbeat music. And then I was like chilling out on a computer earlier on. And I played, it, and then I was like, that's when I was. I was looking up my own album, and then I was looking up this. And I was like, man, this is dark. <laughs> I was like, this is very dark. Like, I was waiting for something happy to come, but you, nope. you, you'd be left waiting. There's nothing. I was like, maybe he's gone to heaven and like everyone's happy. No, it doesn't end on a high note either. It's just a sad album. I am. I, on purpose, on Friday last week, I was saying to Sam, I was going to bed. And she's like, you're coming up. I was like, no, I want to listen to an album. So I was like, in my head, I was like, I want to try recreate the settings that I had when I was listening to this album in 2012 for example so I was like sitting in a room on my own you know because back when I was a source <laughs> I, I was, was going to insult I, you about that but sorry go on no I was going to say like, I, I'm, I, I knew that when I listened to this album in 2012 I would have been listening to it in my bedroom on my own like with headphones on so I wanted to try recreate that as close as I could you know so on Friday this week like I was sitting there with a few beers in the dark with my headphones on hoping that I, it was going to be like a an experience you know yeah uh, it, it didn't it didn't it didn't hit the mark for me but look enjoyed the album and i look forward to listening to it again and hopefully enjoying it more this time again i think i'm putting myself under uh too much pressure here hoping to enjoy it yeah you're no, going I... in with every album like that where you're like like this album, like every album I've like, no offense to you, Stu, but like every album you've given me, I'm like, yeah, that's a five out of ten. Maybe it's just not my style of music. But this, where lyrically I thought this felt like this was good, but like it's still a five out of ten because like I never listened. To I think, I think there's a big difference between Greg and I's appeal to music and yours is that Greg and I will listen to and fairly rate damn near anything. And if it's not R and B or rap for you, it's already lost like three points out of ten. Like I, I think it's the, I think it's the guitar. If it's not like. I can't even explain, like, the, like, there's no passion in that man's voice, really. Like, his lyrics was great, but, like, obviously, he was on the verge of death. So I He's dying. Expect, yeah, no, I can't expect him to be like, I just like to hear, like, the horde in people's voices and stuff. Like, and he just and I, have that from me. I thought you would connect with this album better than even Greg would as somebody so would. I, to be honest. I mean, you don't have a terminal illness, but you have a lifelong illness that you're going to have to fight, deal with, and emotionally struggle with the rest of your life and you're piggy you always put on a tough face in front of everybody but we all know like you still have to fight with it so i thought that was something that would connect you with this album a little more but i guess he, it was just not enough swing for him like yeah it was just not like his lyrics were good i just i wanted more horse in his voice like i wanted more i don't even know an artist that you would know that kind of has like johnny cash singing hurt yeah i just want the pain in his voice like and he just he felt too monotone for me singing like he just wants to feel the pain i just want to feel the pain and as well though i i get what you're saying there piggy i don't agree with you but i get what you're saying right um but this also brings me back to something that you have you have said a few times each week now or for the last couple of weeks is that at the end of the day, people are looking for money out of this. So do you feel that the album was done with the intent or with the intention of making money? If you, if, like, it's it, a good question, but, like, if say if he was, like, a, I don't know, give me a fucking good, like, Oasis, and he made the album knowing he was going to die, I'd say, yeah, but because you said he only has 200,000 listeners, then I'm, clearly not. He, like, and he doesn't even have a message to get across. I, like, that's another well, I weird just, thing. I, I, I didn't get a message from it. Like, yeah, life shit, but it happens to us all. Well, see, that's that was going to be my follow-up question: is if he's not writing it for money, what's he writing it for? What do you think he's writing it for? Like, maybe, maybe for his wife more than anything. For a whore, something to hold on to. Like when he's gone, like he, she can look back on the five albums and listen to it. What would for you me, write it for, Peggy? Sorry, before you go on with that, before you go on with that, I just wanted to kind of follow up on that, Piggy, and say, I think for me, the song Ebb and Flow kind of hits the nail on the head as to why he wrote the album. Because, like, one of the verses or one of the lines he says, um, if I should die out here at sea, Ebb and Flow, would anyone Mm -hmm. be mourning me, Ebb and Flow? Or would I leave this world unknown, Ebb and Flow? flow. Salt for salt and bone for bone. Bone for bone. Yep. So I think at the end of the day, that's ultimately why he was writing this music is 
leave his mark. It's my belief, anyways. Yeah, leave his legacy. I mean, they didn't have kids, as far as I know, and he had a bit of a recovery towards. I, I, I don't know if it was the third or the fourth or the fifth album of all of this. Axis Monday, by the way, is a amazing album, and it's the fifth one he wrote. It's the last one he wrote, and it is ungodly good. Also, what number is but, this? Is number four? This is number one. This is oh god! Interesting. Jeez, the, it can only get darker. Jesus, this is number the, one. This is the one he wrote before the public really had any idea, and when it was mostly him, his wife, um, you know, they knew the people at the Newport Folk Festival knew because he was a big part of that community. So, Jesus, that's I can't believe this is number one. Like it's so like dark as it is. Like, you know, like I. You know, usually you go through different stages of grief where, like, like acceptance and denial and all stuff. Like, right away, he's like, yeah, listen, he's gone, like, to stage five and just kind of just spewed it out, like... Right right off the bat, he's like, fuck you, world. Like, yeah, did you listen to Blood of Angels? Like, obviously you did, but Blood of Angels is, like, you know, it's basically him saying, all right, well, if I ain't going to win this... Oh, Lord, yeah, that was a great song. the sun out of the sky and live in darkness, like... That was a good song. I like that. Yeah, that was number five. I see. I don't know names, Jake. I just go by numbers. That was the song before they start, change, they start changing the guitars. That was a great song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blood of Angels is amazing. Mm. It's very good. My my favorite one was Bill's War, though. But um, Blood of Angels was mm. good. Bill's Water is good too. It's all good. But that's just me. I'm the one yeah. who told you. The to first five so songs I thought were great. It just it took such a turn off, like with the instrumental, and then going down from there. Like I don't know why they changed the music. Like. I'd like to ask her, like, what, like, what was the thinking of, like, just changing the music completely? Like, send her a message on Twitter. Tell her we did now. Al- we did a, a podcast about this album, and then ask her, and may- then maybe she'll listen to it. Maybe, maybe. we'll get another viewer. Greedy ass people we are. <laughs> so, Piggy, what would you rate the album? I don't think you answered that there. I I'm still gonna it. go. I'm gonna go. Me original. I'm gonna say like a five, five and a half out of ten. Like for me, like. But like every album to me, like is a five and a half, six out of ten. Like they're just all like, it's not, it's not it's like I'm not their demographic. Like they're not like writing albums for me. Like so, they're just, yeah. it's just like all I, like, I thought lyrically. Like I love that dark kind of stuff in music. I thought it was brilliant. I don't know anything about guitars. She didn't like. I couldn't really hear. Like she was, she was backing Greg. She didn't really sing too much. So I couldn't say her voice was incredible. She was fine, and he was a bit monotone for me, like voice wise. Yeah. But writing, like, the writing was really good. Like, I'll get, that's, like, the standout, like, and I love that yeah. kind of dark writing, like, yeah. I thought, incredible writing, like. That's what I struggled with before today, right? So, I'm just going to say as well, I'm going to stick to my guns of what I was saying before tonight, what I was going to rate the album. All right. But I really struggled with the writing because, for like you said there, the writing was incredible. However, I just struggled to enjoy the album. So, I said coming into it tonight that I was going to rate it a 4 out of 10. And I'm actually shocked I'm giving it a lower rating than Piggy is. But I, sh- I strongly believe if you ask... Fucking animals. Me, yeah, I, I just I strongly believe, though, if you ask me in six months' time what my rating of it is, that it'll get a higher rating. It's a 10 out of 10. At least I don't change my rating on the front side. See, it's, it's what I was saying earlier, Piggy. Like, I bought this album once, so I... Like, bearing in mind that I only would have bought that after having listened to it for free force, you know? So I would have enjoy- I know I enjoyed this at one at one stage of my life. Yeah. I just don't You need yeah, you need to be in like stage. certain like mindset like where like I can I can picture you and Sora's listening to this and like in that kind of mindset like you think it's incredible. Like lyrically like I'm taking it from a different I'm just taking it from the lyrics like that's why like, I look for in music where I thought like if it was just lyrically I'd say that's a nine out of ten, nine and a half out of ten easy. It's just like the guitar and stuff just didn't suit it, in my opinion. Like Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And if you're obviously like in a different stage of life, like say if you were like terminally alone in your deathbed listening to that, you can relate to it so much it'd have to be a ten out of ten. But when, like I'm out fucking having a jog like earlier. <laughs> you know, like it's hard to put myself in them shoes like and I didn't know this was the four. I thought like this was his last album that was made after he died. Like, and he found out he was dying. He was like, "Right, I'm gonna just write this album." Like, I know it's over. It's incredible that like this is his four. I can't even imagine what f- album five is. Jake, fuck me, it must be dark. Yeah, well, I'll, de- I'll definitely listen to his. Makes yeah, I'm interested to be like, right. It's so like I, in my mind, like, how do you get darker than this? <laughs> like, that's what I'm thinking. Like, like I'd listen to album five just for that. 
Interesting. Like, I'm not even going in looking for it to be dark. I just, I'm going in hoping that I, I find an experience. That's what I want to find. Jake, go so on to your wait. album, yeah? Go on. Yeah. What? You want me to... Oh. Raven, yeah. just tell us what you like about this. I, I, I'm going to tell you a couple of things about this, because I, I think a couple of friends of mine are listening, and you can't see them on the Twitch. Um, they don't have their they don't have names in the chat probably and it's I've said they're uh, talked about them earlier Rachel and Patrick from Six Fist Distilling yeah. amazing people great taste in music I tried to have one of them on with us as a guest and in the future this might sound really fucking weird but I would love to have their father on as a guest on our podcast because their dad was in the music industry as a producer for a long time and you may not find somebody with a more diverse taste and a more like good grasp on what music should be and is now my rating isn't it's a nine like this is a nine out of ten album i have a very hard time give, not giving it a 10 but there's going to be very few albums i ever give a 10 to obviously i agree with that jake yeah I, um, no album is perfect but go on from a technical standpoint it's beautiful it's so well written uh there's so many diverse different types of instruments played so many different keys that are sung in, played in, the, the different tempos that are used. It's just so well constructed from a musical standpoint. And a lot of that has to go to his wife. Uh, Morgan Eve Swain is, she's a goddess. Like she is so good. And I love what Piggy doesn't love. I love his voice. Like I love that drone that, that he's, he's a hammer and the song is the nail and he's just, driving it into you he wants you to feel what he's feeling and i think he really got that across to me and i think that's what grabbed me more about this album so for me nine out of ten nice and i just kind of want to touch on what you're saying there though because i'm very opinionated and i love to keep sharing my opinions <laughs> but <laughs> no who, who would have guessed that fact? <laughs> for me though i think that's why i didn't enjoy the album is because I keep saying this every week, <laughs> and that like the reasons you liked it, the reasons I didn't like it, or whatever. But I mean, I didn't catch that what you were saying there was that every time he was singing, it was like hammering the nail, you know. I kind of felt like, come on, let me hear the emotion, you know. That's kind really? of what I felt. Yeah, not not all the time, but like a lot of the time, I was kind of just thinking that like it just was falling a bit flat for me. Yeah. Like, yeah, just I'm with you. Like I'm not looking for James Arthur emotion in your voice, but I'm looking for a bit more than that. Who the like hell he, is James Arthur? Uh you know uh, James, X Factor. Yeah, he like he like I'm not looking for like when I say pain in your voice, Greg, I'm thinking like I don't know, like for you this is a different example, but like DMX or something that like for me for a rap I'm like <laughs> that kind of like you know who DMX is, Jake? <laughs> looking like that. You know, that kind of pain in his voice where he was just so every song he came with the exact same tone. And I was just yeah. waiting for I was just waiting for like for his tone to grow as the album grew, and I just didn't the get old, it. The old Ja Rule problem. Everything sounded the same. Yeah. Uh, no, which you there, Can't change your voice, I suppose. And it's one of the reasons why I love John Fashante, for example. Like when I listen to his music, he's like screaming like the, and it's not screaming for the sake of screaming. It's yeah. Like, when he's playing, when he's making his music. The emotion just overtakes him. Exactly. Know, Give Johnny Cash it. like 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 Johnny Cash isn't screaming this song, but like just just emotion in the voice where I just didn't think he had. No, it. you cannot throw one of the greatest musicians <laughs> of all time into this discussion about his emotion. That man is the staple of conveying. I see got emotion. Music. Fair enough. See, I don't know that. Like Ooh, Johnny, Johnny Cash. <laughs> no, I think I've only listened to I know I've I've listened to about ten songs of his. I'd say. Yeah, that makes about sense. Oh, right. I, thought, I thought you were taking the piss there. No, no. <laughs> so, right. Uh, I'm excited. Yeah, let Piggy. me hold on. Let me give one more question for Jake. So, All a right. good album to you is changing instruments. Where Greg no. is like, you were saying you like the way they kind of like use different instruments and use different yeah. tones. In this music, in this album. I like. Give me a, give me your perfect album. Give me like a, there is no ten out of ten, but give me like a close to a ten, like. No, I'll suggest it later. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. We got, pl we got plenty of episodes to come. I mean, uh, uh, Ludovico is an Italian pianist who just put out an album, I think back in 2013, 
uh, from a technical standpoint, that is a perfect album. From, uh, you know, the, the problem of asking me what a, a perfect album is, is there's so many different perspectives that I look at music from. Yeah. I don't just look at it like, you know, can I, is this a bopper? Can I, you know, can no, I? No, I'm just talking about like, like guitar, like just like compare this music to a different album. Like, and like you were like the way they changed like different guitars and different kind of things. Like, they, what's the A good example of somebody who transitions like this and a good example of someone who conveys raw emotion like this in a different style of music is Clutch. And um, these are like, this is like the folk version of Clutch almost to me. But you don't know who Clutch is. I've never heard of yeah, I say Clutch and you're like, what? Huh? No, I'm just saying like, if I ever listen to something else that Greg's like, I'll listen to this song. I'm just trying to like, get a bit of information. Like, like, cause like, if you hear one guitar from one song, it's like, that's similar to this song. Like every fucking album to me is like, okay, that's a guitar. Like, I don't know any kind of different riffs. I don't know any different kind of like style. So I'm just like, guitar, okay. Roger, I'll, Roger, I have it. I'll, I'll handle that with my next album. I'll, I'll, I'll get you some depth. Yeah, okay, depth. Is that the word, right? Greg, go on. When he's looking at him, he looks. Oh, like Greg, you've got background. something to say. We see. No, no. We see. Greg's got to say something, face. Well, I'm just thinking about what Jake was saying there. Is that like different albums will have a a different rating depending on what he enjoys about that album, you know? So, yeah. like for example, I don't know, a Queen album could have like a, a nine out of ten, but then you go and listen to a different like folk album, and it'll be a nine out of ten for. Completely for different. folk music, like, and you're thinking Queen music is a different style of music, like. I I rate everything as an overall, to me. Well, but yes, you're what right. What do you mean by that? Like, so if you were listening to a Queen album versus listening to a Slipknot album, I don't know. Like, no, no, go you, ahead. No, you're, you're right. right. I, no, That's you're what right. I'm thinking right as well. I, I see exactly what you're saying. See, I I would rate both of them from the perspective of instrumentals. You know, Slipknot might sound like noise to a lot of people, but there are there is technical music being played. And, yeah, but it's know. not really my point. My point is more so like, like you said a minute ago about upbeat. Like an upbeat album, for example, it could get a nine out of ten for me just because from start to finish, it's I enjoy it. Like it made it put a smile on my face. Then I came out of that going, that was fantastic. You know, like think of the the guy Piggy nominated last time, or someone nominated him. That album about the his, his race. What was his name again? Logic. Oh, Logic. Yeah, Logic's album. Gone, yeah. Like, like I absolutely loved that album. But I would like I I love that album. But then I would listen to a very depressing album that might get the same rating for very different reasons, you know? Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been listening to Logic's album going, okay, let's see how the guitar or whatever sounds here in this, because if this doesn't sound good, it's not going to get a rating, you know? I wouldn't listen to it like that, you know? Sure. That's fair. I think that's completely fair. Listen, we're not sitting here trying to review pizzas and saying <laughs> the crust, the sauce, the cheese, the toppings, the integrity. We're not trying to do that. And, and, and music is so different for everybody. And that's what's going to be great about our ratings. And it's going to be great about our ratings for different albums within different styles or within the same style is that it, they're going to be very different based right, on so how like they touched that. us, unlike Catholic priests. <laughs> and come here, I actually, I want to throw out a few questions before we do move on to Piggy's album, right? All right. So, you know me and Piggy's answer here. But if you had to remove, this goes to you and it goes to anyone who's watching on Twitch or Facebook or Twitter. If you had to remove one song from this album, what song would you remove? Oh, that's not a fair question. Oh, that's a good question, Greg. I like that question. Like, just going forward for albums, like, I'm trying to think of albums. I, like, I listen I, to tough. I, I know my song number, the fucking Slotch or whatever it's called. I would probably remove number eight, Come My Way, the one right after Ebb and Flow, and for no reason other than I feel like it just didn't stand out like the rest of them did. Okay. You said you had a couple. What are your other ones? What do you want to throw at me? Well, questions, well, no, uh, yeah. oh, sorry, Piggy? Questions? He, he wants more questions up, not songs. Yeah, so like, uh, just another thing that I'm curious about is like, it's, I've mentioned it before, stories and stuff like that, right? So, for me, the the whole point of this album that I came out of thinking was he it was yeah. Well, going into the album, I didn't know he was dying. I didn't know he was dying as a result of listening to the album. Um, 
but he, for me, like, I, I could sense that, like, he, like, I could, I could see the team, and I, I didn't know he was doing it on purpose. I just thought maybe he just likes to think about the future, you know. Um. So, anyways, one thing that I came out of the album thinking was grand. Okay, he wants to leave a mark, and that was what I got without knowing he was dying. You know. Yeah. For you, what stories are you gonna notice? I to know you touched the, on it already, but I mean, me, anything else? No, yeah, yeah. To me, this is a story about a man who has gotten gotten news that the end is near, or that the end could be near, and he has looked at it and said, "What can I do with what's left with my time? What kind of legacy can I leave behind?" And he channeled his energy into what he was absolutely the best at, and what he was one of. In my opinion, if David Lamb had lived until he was 80 years old, we might be talking about the ungodly great lyrics he had written. Like, this man's lyrical skills, you both have admitted. Agreed, yeah, agreed, fantastic. So good, such an amazing songwriter. And this is his realization and his his hope. His He's trying to, it, it, it's downtrodden, it's sad, it's it's now that you know he was dying it's not the greatest thing you want to listen to but at the same time he has this ability to pump hope into you that he might be gone but enjoy what's coming the legacy he's leaving behind the music he's left behind um appreciate what you have you know appreciate what's here i come here to touch on what you said there do you honestly strongly believe that with this album bearing in mind that he's trying to leave a mark do you strongly believe that he put his talents to good use on this album yeah um not as well as axis monday the last one but yeah um i think this is a great way he went out and said you know look at me in the folk community he is so well loved he is admired um you know i i don't know if they still do events for him and like uh recognize him at the festivals and stuff but you know, yeah, I think for what he was trying to accomplish, the people he was trying to reach, and, uh, you know, for the message he was trying to convey, I don't think his legacy is ever going to die. Like, and I've said it to several people, except for you guys, and I'll say it now, this man was a fucking gem. Like, this was a huge loss to the musical community, and not just from a folk perspective, in my opinion. I hear you. It's just for me, I feel like if, if someone came, like if if someone went to him and said, "Right, you've got one more album to produce before you die," I kind of feel like, for me, I'm like, "Is that is that your best? Is that your your all? Is that the best you can give us?" You know, this That's, wasn't it though. This, this is was, number one. This is number one. This is he got diagnosed. He's dealing with the emotions for getting diagnosed. Leukemia is not always a death sentence. Um, you know, my my wife's fucking mother has it and has had it for. 30 or 40 years now like and she is still alive kicking and doing just well there's different types it's not always the end of the world he got better after i think the end of the third album or beginning of the fourth and then he had it came back he had a new, another leukemic incident you're looking for the feeling of the fifth album in the first album and they're two very different things listen to the first album again after this and then go listen to axis monday you'll you'll hear the difference you'll hear the pain in his in That's his actual words or sorrow i don't think pain's even the right word i i think sorrow is the right word to address how he actually conveys his emotions yeah yeah i think sorrow is a good good way to convey it do wanna, piggy, go on and i was just gonna ask do you think you listen to this album again i probably will maybe a song or two but i was about to say to jake now like for me like i don't and then, like this is a criticism I don't I did, didn't think he brought. Like I like people that can paint a picture, and I didn't really get a picture painted when he's rapping. Like, ly- oh, sorry, when he's right. singing lyrically, like fantastic. But I just couldn't. I don't know if it's his style, but there was no picture I could put in my head because the words to me were so like. I I don't I know how to describe it to me. Like we're like. Completely factual. Yeah, Greg, take it from here. <laughs> well, I was just gonna say at one stage when I was doing a walk, listening to the album. I, one talk in my head was, I can't wait to go home and try to decipher what he's saying here. <laughs> yeah, I just, like, I, there's some people that I can, like, you paint a paper picture and you're like, like Eminem say rapping to me, he's like, you can see what he wants, he's trying to envision where I could not see what he was trying to envision. 
Exactly. I know you're shaking your head, Jake, but that's just for me. I just couldn't get it. Like, you're fine. No, no. Yeah. It's... But like lyrically, like it's so good that like I don't understand why I couldn't see it. And then I was thinking like maybe it's I'm just not his demographic, and that's why I can't see it. Like, but I, I yeah. personally couldn't see it. Couldn't see anything he was saying. Beyonce's Lemonade album is a goddamn masterpiece, and and all three of us will agree. And and there's no one who can tell us anyway, any different. It is a goddamn masterpiece, but we'll never understand the fucking lyrics. We'll never really get the depth of that album, you know? And I feel like this is kind of the same way. Nobody who, unless you're knocking on that door, like, of death, like, none of us are really ever going to get what this album really means. I think you could take that, though, differently, like, where, like, so, like, not like that he was giving up, like, on the first album, but, like, like almost his first album, he was accepting death. In my opinion, like he was like, he was just like right, like I'm, and I'm kind of with him with that. Like sometimes you're like right, we're all gonna die. Like no one's living forever, so like just like that's life. Like he was just kind of like this first album to me was like, it, like he got shit, dealt a shit hand. This is life, and sure did. Yeah, like yeah, genuine, looking like, mortality. Yeah, exactly, looking at it in his face and like this is how I feel about it. Is what I got from this album. I was like right, I'm just gonna throw this out here. He wasn't trying to like he wasn't looking for a way out. He wasn't looking for a cure. He's like right. This is the road I'm on. Boom. Here we go. We're walking it. Here's how I feel. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, another question I was going to ask before other Jake said it uh, was, do you feel the girl was underutilizing this album? For no. me, definitely. Well, I, you know, what do I love, Jake? I love a good woman singing. And I I, just, I don't even know if her voice is good or not. <laughs> like I, she's just kind of just in the background. I think from a general listener standpoint, yes. I think from a standpoint of technical music, no. I think she supports this album more than he does, to be completely honest with you. Her her skills, this album doesn't happen without her skills. He is a voice, a banjo, a guitar, and the drum. And the drum's usually just a kick drum and a, and a hi-hat, and that's it. Um, every other noise you hear on that album, every other instrument is her. And there are dozens. And that's like you got to remember it's just two of them <laughs> and that he's doing a lot of just singing and like the banjoing most of the time. Um, Who writes? Yeah. I was quick one for me, Greg, before you go, who's like, uh, I'm obviously big about writing. Who writes the music? Him. He wrote it. Everything. Uh, I think he wrote like 95%. Yeah, of it clearly like, yeah, no, yeah. I'm gathering that's the way it's going. Like, and so she just played like, or not, she just, so he plays, he's playing the guitar, the guitar, whatever you call that. He's writing the, the music. The guitar, the banjo, he's singing, and he plays the drum, and that's it. I also read, Piggy, that the band was gone for a good few years before she joined it. Yes. So she, it was, she was just like one of the recent additions to the band, you know? Yeah, it was a solo project for a few years, and then it was a project with two Robinson brothers for a while, and then... They left, he found her, they became a duet, and went from there. Right, and to answer my question as well, I'll say that I felt before today's episode that she was underutilized. I come out of today's episode feeling that other Jake hit him in the head and say she was utilized perfectly. As in, she was the, you know, the beam holding this together, you know, as in, mm. she... She did everything she did she needed to do without trying to overshadow him. Yeah, she supported him. him. She supported him. Yeah. Oh yeah. 100%. Our viewers are smart people. Yeah. No, I'm not just saying that. Like, if she was like, she wrote all them songs, I'd be disgusted because like the mat, like she's not going through it. Like, so I wanted you to say like, oh yeah, no, he wrote everything. Like, because like again, lyrically fantastic. So like, I'm delighted that he wrote all that. In my opinion, like I'm like thank like if she had a role, I would have been like, what the fuck does she know? You know, I got like in a sick way. I'm like, like. So but, yeah, I'm, I kind of agree with Greg. Like, like yeah. maybe I maybe a bit more. Like, I just I just I can't even remember her voice. She was so forgettable. I can't even remember what she sounded like. And that's that's kind of like she did her job by doing that. Didn't yeah, she? maybe yeah, she didn't know. Like, there's overshadowing though, and then there's like support, and she didn't even support him. I wanted him wanted her a little bit more. Like, she supported, and you didn't know it. Kind of like the foundation of your condo that you're sitting in right now. You don't think about those. Sorry, sorry, sorry. What's what's a condo? Hey, yeah, townhouse, as he would say. <laughs> oh, a townhouse, sorry. Uh, you don't think about the foundation that's supporting what your ass is sitting on. But I, my fucking, the bank thinks about it, I paid for it. 
I know, but think about this. You don't think about that foundation until it's not there. Exactly. Beautiful. Yeah. Now I'm super excited to hear what Piggy did. Yeah, Piggy, go on. Link your album to another album. And please, for the love of God, and I'm not saying this to try have a jab at Jake, because you you completely explained it, Jake, and it yeah, made more sense. At the end, yeah. I gave you some more depth that I couldn't yeah. give you last week, yes. And I understand why you didn't do that last week. I understand that now. Now, yeah. Piggy. Try and impress me too, or try to impress everybody. Link your no album. pressure. Yeah. I can't. I, I. So all I can do is, I mean, Jay talked about this. For me, like I'm gonna obviously pick an album that I actually want to listen to and that I've listened to and enjoyed. So we all know NWA. Oh yes, oh. yes, I'm excited so, about yeah. this. Age different. There's nothing. Uh, Eric Wright, Easy E, died at 30 from AIDS complications yep. of AIDS. So the only thing I could think of was like terminal illnesses that can't be cured. So yeah, I but, said, well, obviously back then they couldn't be cured. So I was, I just went with NWA. There was a few runners up there that I was thinking. I was gonna say Juice, Juice World had like an accidental overdose, but oh, not on the same yeah. kind of thing. No. Nate Dog had um two strokes that killed him, and again, like not the same. Not really. yeah, not, not kind of just illness. yeah, exactly. Like not like because like AIDS is kind of the similar what you were saying. There's nothing you can do. Like you know, it's like shit, well, depending on the NW. The NWA album you pick, I think, didn't one come out after Easy had died, but it still had Easy uh, on it. Yeah, that's not what I'm picking. Go on. Before this, you say the name of your album, I just want to say this on the record, by the way, guys, in case I didn't say it at all. No more greatest hits, okay? That was done while we were picking. Yeah, our, yeah. Our it's album. too late now. If Piggy picks the greatest hits, <laughs> this will be the He's gone back to the drawing board if he picks. So it. it's uh, <laughs> it's called. The greatest, no, it's a straight out of Compton by NWA. They're forced out yes. with the whole, yeah. the whole bang, shebang, shebang. And Piggy, I can't believe it, but I was actually just looking at that album the other day. I was up in Daniel's house and I seen his daughter, who's like 12, mm. had NWA on her shelf. And I was like, what? Like straight out of Compton. I was like, what? Like, she listens to Green Day. Now, I know at that age, I was actually probably listening to that sort of stuff as well. But I just, I like, I didn't see that coming when I seen that she had it on her shelf, you know? Yeah. I'll save some stuff I have for next week, but I've like, like obviously everyone knows like if you listen to rap music, you listen to NWA. So like, I know a few probably hidden gems that you're gonna be like, oh no way, like about that album. Like so, like save it to next week. But excited. I know a fair bit about it. Like and it's nice. a great album, great album. Like it's probably the best album. You excited? Because this is my first rap album. I'll be here for because I don't consider Logic a rap album. I give it two packs, Christ. I wasn't here. Oh, we never even away. got to talk about it, Greg. Talk I was away on a family emergency. Yeah, true. NWA, like I wouldn't say the reformer time, but like that album was out in 1988. I was only born in 1988. Like, a, so, great album, yeah, great album. You're not that fucking young. No, but like I mean, yeah. that album was out when I was born, so I didn't get to listen to it like until like I was like 18 or something like that. But it is a class album. Good yeah, choice so, of album. I think yeah. that also fits into that kind of uh, category that we were talking about last week of like you know albums or bands that you think other people need to listen to you know I think at the end of the day when it comes to rap and hip hop like NWA are up there oh if, you, yeah, if you're a rap fan you haven't listened to NWA and like all their stuff like you're like you're not a rap fan as well yeah, exactly. I would say it was Wait, that album. just the 10 the 10 song album yeah the bass one okay yeah, yeah. Joe, I was going to give you that Jake before before this so I was going to, I was thinking of Nate Dog, and Nate Dog has an album called uh, <laughs> Yeah, G Fun Classics Volume One and Two, and Greg gets an album, thirty-one songs. Yeah, it's really fucking long, and that's yeah. why I thought you were gonna say. But like just two pack songs. in a Snoop Dogg's in a Corrupts in it, like oh, there's so yeah. many good artists. Like, and then I was like, because I know Jake like Rob Wave, when I gave him a little spin of that, so I was like, I'll save it. Like, <laughs> nice. but yeah, no, NWA because you just went easy. I was like, right, it's a simple album. Like everyone, like you know NWA. Like maybe don't know, like you you know at least three everybody knows. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. You, Greg, even, I mean, you can probably name at least two of the people in NWA, I would say. See, you're, you're testing me here, but when I was 12 or 13 or pre-teens, whatever, um, I used to have a poster on my wall of, like, all the rap legends, you know? Oh, I so, remember them. That was yeah. literally about 100 rap legends, Jake, so it's not going to be that easy for them. Yeah, exactly. But my point here is that I know I've listened to this album, but I haven't listened to this album as an adult and, oh. and, and against his will <laughs> <John>. <laughs> no. listen to this album it's great 
not even that. It's the case that like I I know I would have listened to this album just discovering different music, you know, yeah. like. Where now I, I would go in with a completely different mindset to when I f- would have first heard this album, anyways. Yeah, no, that's fair. A this quick would be a fun touch, one. Yeah, a quick little touch on before before this is over as well. Like, people, I don't want people to get the impression that I'm like, like every album I picked, it seems like Black Lives Matter because this is gonna take you back again to be like, how did we not realize when the, this album came out, Tupac's album came out, Logic's album? Came out, I was like, like you don't need the, to explain yourself. Just leave it at that and act like yeah. you care. Exactly, yeah. Like every album I've seen, the pick seems to have that. It's still today, still has that set in it. Sure. Look, put it this way: after the episode that the blob was on as well, and uh, when John was saying like that, he like after we said it, John was like, "Oh, I didn't even catch that." So when he listened to two back again, he was like, "Oh shit, yeah, it's all Black Lives Matter." Doyler then texts John like after listening to the episode, he sent John an album from the sixties. Which was a, a Black Lives Matter album, you know? What was so, it called? Do you remember? I I can't remember. I just John was telling me that he, he sent him the message. Yeah, no, it's true. Like they're, it's not like they're not. They're like oh. it's not like this hasn't been going on for like 30, 40 years. Like clearly it has. Like and nearly a hundred years. If everyone's singing about a rap in, in terms around, of like, music, in terms of yeah. music, it's been going on for at least a hundred years. But it looks like yeah, yeah, easily. Right. Cool. So there we go. We'll kind of wrap it up there, guys. Right. So. This week's album is Straight Outta Compton by NWA, Piggy? That's correct. Perfect. Spotify, right. YouTube, you get it anywhere. Like, it's a well-known album. Yeah. Nice. Jake, do you want to do the socials? And then Piggy, once he's done with that, make sure to hit that stop button. Thank God, I thought he was going to get, like, a really hard job there. I was like, oh, no, I'm not right. I can yeah. hit that stop button, Jake, like no one else can. I got you, buddy. I'll even cue you. You ready? <laughs> I want to show right, you one at the end. Here we, here we, here we go. All right, guys, thank you so much for all of our followers, all of our listeners, the people here on Twitch communicating with us. Hang around on Twitch after we're done recording here for a little bit of after hours, some more drinks, and we'll talk to you, the listener. For the people who uh, can't communicate with us here, check out our Facebook, check out our Twitter, check out Spotify. We're all over the place. If it's social media, we're there. This week's album. Give us a follow, send us a message. We want to hear what you guys have to think about it.